Hello and welcome back to the only show that couldn't tell you two things about the country of Tunisia but can definitely tell you one. I'm Max. I'm Matt. I'm Luke. And this is Force for Thought. <laughs> That's where they filmed the new hope. <laughs> All right. Hello and welcome back. We are dropping an emergency episode because... Crisis alert! There was a trailer drop yesterday for the Bad Batch Season 3, the final trailer, and we are super excited about it. I will give one small caveat. Normally, we record these episodes pretty far in advance and kind of schedule them out a little bit, so I will say that the next two weeks' episodes, we might mention the Bad Batch, and we're probably going to say something along the lines of, yeah, still haven't heard anything about Bad Batch, that's weird, so just ignore this yeah. yeah, yeah. We could edit that out, but... The episode wouldn't make any sense, I don't think. And most that. of them are already edited anyways, and we're pretty lazy. Yes. So, yeah. And, and it, yeah, we it's an emergency episode. Me and Luke were both in our pajamas, and we <laughs> saw the smoke arise from Max's house, and we we ran over. <laughs> and I'm still in my pajamas. <laughs> if we if we edited out the next couple weeks episodes, all the mentions of the Bad Batch, it would really take the wind out of the sails, too, because spoilers for one of the weeks, it's looking ahead at 2024, and it's pretty different now than when we recorded yes. it. I was pretty sure something else was going to be the first thing we saw in uh, maybe it was Bad Batch. Did I say that? Mm, man, I don't know. Never mind. Listen next week. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what I said. No, two weeks. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, so we are talking about the Bad Batch Season 3 trailer. We're going to break mm-hmm. it down. If you haven't seen it already, make sure you go watch it beforehand because there will be spoiler alerts. And I know what you're thinking. How can there be a spoiler in a trailer? Well, we are going to get to it towards the end. But first, mm-hmm. um, I guess I'll create a good moment for you to pause. All right. Welcome back. If you saw the trailer, now we're going to talk about it. So um, I want to start with the beginning. So we see them uh, uh, driving this ship, that name I'm forgetting right now, but I know it's iconic because it's supposed to be like the only one with wheels in Star Wars mm-hmm. um, on that mountain, on that narrow road. Is it an A-T-T-E? No, that one doesn't have wheels. That's still a walker, but six legs. I forget. I think it's some sort of abbreviation like that, though. Um but I uh, just uh, just for a cold opening, I thought it was so cool. It was such a great way to immediately build suspense and kind of cue you in that the stakes are a little bit higher. And one thing that I always uh, focus on for trailers is the dialogue because they can really edit these trailers to say anything that they want. So I feel like the dialogue is always super intentional. So a lot of what I want to focus on is the dialogue. And one of the first lines that that's, we hear... That's good for a podcast medium, too. <laughs> yeah, it helps. <laughs> So we're not just describing the visuals. Right. So this, that's what I was going to say. The ship jumps has... off a cliff and I don't know if he's going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> the ship, I think, has eight wheels in total. Um, but anyway, so one of the first lines that they're talking about is uh, Wrecker, I believe, says, we're running out of road. And I just think that's a really fun way to me mm-hmm. is a metaphor for where the clones are in this state of the galaxy and what their future's looking like because they are running out of road. They don't have anything in front of them. They don't know where they're going. And I think that's kind of the point of the story, right? And I think that's a really cool line to include. And I think it was intentionally done so as kind of a, a little a little metaphor. Uh, this, as, is, this is why yeah. I, I love the podcast, that we can go yes. full on high school English literature teacher and say like, well, I think their actual meaning was this. When in reality, we have no idea, and I kind of doubt it. I love that we can analyze it and put this meaning on it. I did not yeah. get that at all when I watched the trailer, but hearing you say it, I absolutely agree, and that is so poetic, whether it was intentional or not. 
as someone who has done this, I can almost guarantee you it was not intentional. <laughs> 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 I've been in a lot of meetings where it's mostly just the, I mean, obviously these things go through a lot of rounds and stuff too, but I cannot imagine that a lot of this, I, oh man, I think the more, the thing about the trailer I think is it's action packed and it actually tells you very little, right? Um, about the story and as we all know like i feel like you know star wars is something different so i've never done been that close to something like this so but yeah i i love that that i mean whether it's intentional or not i don't think it is it is very symbolic and then also beyond that it's just you start off with such a bang especially coming off the heels of more of a you know a bit of a downer season two ending you Mm -hmm. start season three instantly trailer wise to get you back into that action to get back into that excitement with the the crew that's left well Sorry, go ahead. I, I'm glad they started with that um, scene with Fee, the mm-hmm. Wanda Sykes character, because it's like, oh, she's still in it. <laughs> I don't dislike her, but she's probably my least favorite part. Yeah, her, season two. I'm glad you brought that up. That's what I was going to say to push back a little bit, because I feel like that's my evidence for how I know that this was intentional, is because I feel like people aren't clamoring for more Fee content, right? Mm-hmm. But when she comes in and kind of saves the day a little bit, I feel like her line was also a very metaphorical foreshadowing, where she says, not exactly a stealth exit, boys. Do you think there's any meaning there? Again, no. <laughs> I disagree. I agree. If I'm in ninth you grade, think this is just a random action scene that they were like, okay, that's fun. Just include that yes. in there. I think I it's uh, one of the more completed action scenes. Yeah. It, it, it may not final... even be more or less fun than the others. I think it's more complete, though. I disagree. I think this is all metaphorical and foreshadowing. I will not take that away from you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this oh, the trailer is jam-packed with a lot of stuff, but yeah, I'm not sure the intro moment is... Uh, so much more to get to. Go on with it. Go on. Go on. Please go on. Uh, so next, uh, we see um, the clones jumping from the uh, ship whose name we forgot onto Fee's <laughs> ship, who is saving them. <laughs> we are and a reliable source. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out that there were three clones, and I couldn't really make out who the third clone was. They're, okay, so do you think it's Crosshair? Because in my gut, I feel like it's uh, Echo. Mm-hmm. But it makes more sense. It looked like tech, and that's so, really why I wanted to bring oh, it up. Oh, interesting. I didn't not no way. see the tech. If, even yeah. if he's in it for just a frame, that would be too major of a spoiler. I think so, too. I agree. I don't think they would do that. I don't think they would make that mistake. But go Did, back and rewatch it and tell me who that third clone is. It looks like tech. I have not gone frame by frame. Yeah. I will say these clones do look a lot alike. They <laughs> do indeed. That's a good are, call, Luke. They are clones. Max, did you? I don't want, I don't want to jump too far ahead. Do you want to go exactly in order of the trailer? Because I had one thing relating to what you're talking about and the fact that you thought it was tech. Nothing to do with tech, but do you want to go in order? Should uh, I save it? I was going to go in order. but Let's I go mean, in order. I'll save the, it. Is it the next part? I don't know when um, it was. The next thing I was going to talk about um, was uh, Rex's dialogue when he said that he thought that the end of the war meant the end to losing more brothers. Yeah, that's a great line. No, that, we... was, that was just the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew it was genocide on the other end of the war? What <laughs> yeah, a bummer. Yeah, I know. That is a huge bummer. Man, like, can you imagine... Like that's got to that's a super depressing downer line. Like that is I that's know. a great line for this for this trailer and the great line for the the show. And I mean, the Bad Batch feels like a bookend to the Clone Wars in a way, right? It's like this man, they did they win the war? Did they lose the war? Was that just the battle? Mm-hmm. What's so, to come? As he's saying this, we see a flashback shot of mm-hmm. Tech's death. Yes. And so, what do you guys think of that? Do you think that this is a period to Tech's death, or do you think that this is a question mark? I mm. think it's a question mark. I don't. I don't Whoa. think. It, I still don't think it's confirmed, or I don't think it's permanent. I think it's confirmed, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's un undoable. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great. I mean, I think that's to tar- to tug at the heartstrings as well for sure. But I don't know. The whole purpose of the the people on Tantus is to experiment on the clones. Why not scoop up the however smashed in body <laughs> of one of the Clone Force ninety nine and yeah. experiment on them? Yeah, yeah. For I all, guess that's true. I mean, it, it makes sense, and also it feels like. Again, I have more top notes than line by line necessary, but it feels like cloning is also a big part. The whole cl- is, is Palpatine, you know, starting his cloning process for himself in order to tie into the sequel trilogy. Why does that he has to right? I think definitely, yeah. Why does why does uh, I do want to talk about that? Let's yes, jump yes. ahead real quick because see, I'm very it's impossible not to. I know, I know. I'm too excited about it. Um, so he says, Emperor Palpatine himself yes. says nothing more important to secure the future of the Empire, and Which he basically says whatever you need yeah. to to accomplish this mission, whatever resources you need, you will have it. Yep. I mean, the fact that that's coming top down from the yes, Emperor. Yeah says that this is pointing to him and his experiments with cloning mm-hmm. and his final order and his return in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And there also seems to be a lot of mirroring with Thrawn, too. Do you see that when, when all those crates are there? It looks like the ending of Ahsoka when Thrawn's walking through the Grand Hall and you have all these crates around him as well. And I'm like, is that... I mean, I mean that also could go mirroring with Thrawn and him, him cloning and him understanding this... this uh, I don't know, this potential order and trying to uh, replicate it himself or something. I can't tell. It just feels like there's a lot of implications. <laughs> Where were the crates? I don't remember the crates you're talking it's about. It's when, after I believe after Palpatine says that line, we get a, a bird's eye view shot of mm. him walking through and there's a bunch of crates around him. Interesting. I kind of remember that, but I, or I did coffins? not get Thrawn vibes. But now that I'm thinking about it, what's what's the timeline line up on the Thrawn books? Do you know? He's in the Empire by now. It's pretty immediately after, I guess. Maybe mm-hmm. not. Or no, because he was in the Republic. But did he take a sabbatical between the Republic and the Empire? I don't well, remember that. Uh, it all hinges on a pretty big question, which is what is the timeline for this TV show? That's the next thing I wanted to talk about. Yes, Because further. Hunter has a line where he says Omega's been waiting for us for a long time. Yes. Is there a Which, time jump? There, I think there is. Omega looks slightly older, but I mean, within a calendar I year, tell. I think it's just also like, you know, every year it's like, oh, new armor, new slightly new designs. And I think it's just like, oh, within a year of time. Which also then begs the question of like, man, it's a bit of a bummer to be like, what's going on with Crosshair? What's going on with her? They meet clearly. In my mind, you would try to escape instantly, but obviously they've been here for a minute, mm-hmm. which is so dark and depressing. What are the other people doing? They need to get Omega out, which brings me to one point real quick. I don't know what it is in the trailer. I want to say it before I forget. When you see a shot of Wrecker and Hunter, and they're, they have their guns raised, right? And you don't see the third person intentionally cropped out. But it's clearly Crosshair's rifle, correct? Yes. Is it? But okay. So I think I saw online that you could see Crosshair once or twice in this trailer. Interesting. Okay. So it's just the one, it's just the rifle shot. It's like it, they purposely crossed him out. And I'm wondering... Is that actually him, or is it just his rifle? Because part of me thinks that Crosshair will sacrifice himself never to return to his brothers, but he knows that if he sacrifices himself, Omega then can be with the Bad Batch. Whether he gets... Do you think Omega gets the upgrade and is wielding the big sniper? I don't sniper? know if she... Oh, if that'd she, be so cool. That would be cool. I just got goosebumps thinking about it. <laughs> well, that to be energy bow is not that dissimilar from a sniper rifle. It's not, but yeah. the height difference in that shot is. <laughs> so unless she, <laughs> unless it's like a 10-year jump and she is significantly taller... She's standing on a crate. She's, she yeah. be standing she on a crate. She to get the high ground. I was just thinking that maybe potentially she brings it back to the to the crew so they can have his 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 weapon and potentially gives it to Echo because he's the only person that's not in that shot. Obviously, within the core 
the, the cork, or it could be Tech who who wields it because he doesn't necessarily have a gun. Besides, he usually uses the pistol if you like. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't really have a gun. So if he is back somehow, right? Don't think that's going to happen. But I, I feel like somebody's going to have that um, because I don't know if if Crosshair's actually going to reunite with his brothers being a good guy. I think his act might be saving Omega in order for Omega to go back. Because mm-hmm. he also, to be fair, right? I don't know if he deserves to fully go back and be fully redeemed. He's going to die either way. That's a given. <laughs> but whether it's before he's with his brothers or whether his sacrifice is to make Omega get to them. I think um, he'll see his brothers again. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> I like everything that you just said so much, and it totally contradicts like a lot of the notes that I had. But I'm like, oh, that's, that would be so good, though. What do you, what do you know? I want to know your notes too. Uh, uh, Sorry, it's hard, so hard to go top level and also go I know, line by line. I know. Um, I had that in my notes that, that you definitely see a sniper rifle in that shot where yes. Hunter says, uh, "We're not big on following orders." Yeah. But because it's, he's delivering that line, I like. Oh, give me the wider shot with crosshair mm-hmm. there too. I feel like he's got to be there to deliver that with Hunter. You know. Yeah. Because now he's like a turncoat basically, and uh, that sounds like a good Postmates uh, after hours tagline. <laughs> We're not good at following orders. <laughs> delivering <laughs> orders. <laughs> they say delivering? Is that what it's? No, following it's following. Oh, okay. Uh, either you way. You ever order something too late, though, and never comes? You're like, guess that's gone now. <laughs> no, I haven't. That would be frustrating as hell. Um, this note just says Cad Bane, sick. It, and to be fair, yeah. And uh-huh. Fennec Shan. We get Fennec Shan. We get Cad Is Bane. Is Shan in it? I didn't she know this. Yeah. the character before, right before Cad Bane. Right. Oh, my God. Yes. We get Fennec Shan. We get Cad Bane. Commander Wolf. Yes, we get Wolf. Fennec Shan. She was already in Bad Batch, wasn't she? Wasn't she in the second season? I think or was first she in the first? Blizzard. Okay. First. Yeah. It's like they took it's the like, trailer from season two of the Bad Batch and were like, everyone loved the shot of Gunji and Commander Cody, which high level... They aren't the most exciting characters, but no. just seeing them for the first time is super exciting. And they wanted to really crank that up for the season three trailer. And they sure did. Because, I mean, we could have done with just, we haven't talked yeah. about her yet, but the big cameo at the end or reveal and character return. <laughs> but they inclu- the fact that they included um, Fennec Shand and Cad Bane and yep. Commander Wolf, it's like, I'm I'm almost overwhelmed. I'm surprised it's, they didn't save more of that. It also is funny that this show just like the Kaminoans in the middle of that. It's like, okay, yeah, it's not really as exciting, <laughs> it though. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Fennec <laughs> Shand, Cad Bane, Llama Sue? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, but I think, um, oh, man, I was just going to say something about what you were just talking about. Oh. It sounds like they're going to have a bunch of, which sounds great. It sounds like John Wick, at the end of John Wick 2, I think, maybe? It, the whole, right, everybody turns on him, I think. I don't remember. John Wick's very average I movies to me. John yeah, John I Wick. Seen I think the other. first one's great. Everyone loves them. I think they're very average. The two and three. But um, I haven't seen four. Um, I've been trying to. It's not on any streaming services, I don't think. Um, but at the end of that, you know, all these assassins are going to go after John Wick. And it kind of feels like what's going on within the Empire. Like, they, it seems like let's get the let's kill the bad batch like let's get them and so by having Phoenix Shan I'm not sure if she's actually against them we see her sitting at a table that could just be uh, you know that could be fake right that could be a false move in the trailers part yeah. Cad Bane clearly feels like I and mean, that could be one episode but it'd be really nice if that while uh, bad batch is trying to do their missions they're also getting hunted by bounty hunters and presumably it culminates at the end where you know, Crosshair, they're trying to get Omega. Crosshair's there as well. All these bounty hunters are trying to get them. I'm trying Sounds to remember great. the Fennec Shand episode in the first season, because I don't think they were really adversaries then either. Wasn't she working with the Kaminoans to help Omega? And Cad Bane was working with the Empire to steal Omega. Yes. 
I believe so. But then so I, I doubt if they weren't even adversaries mm. the first time that Fennec Shand would be their adversary this time. But it, she's was, a gun for hire. So yeah, she is. That's the that's the biggest thing. Was Cat Bane working for the Empire that time? Uh, because he makes that big point in the book Boba of Boba Fett, Fett about yeah. how he's a coward for having worked with the Empire. I don't think it's. I don't mm. think it is the Empire, is it? Here we are even talking about Bad Batch, and we don't know. I'd have to re Emergency episode zero. <laughs> <laughs> we saw the smoke and ran. <laughs> um, he, he must have been working for the Empire, though, because he was stealing Omega for them. Maybe he was stealing Omega for a, a secret person. Yeah, I don't think it was. was the Empire specifically, because he... It might have just been I'm, a hooded I, person that I wanted f- Omega. I feel like there is a line in there. that I mean, they have to, obviously, with cross-referencing and their making sure their backs are covered like, has to be. Well, It's been a minute since season one yeah. that I've seen it. We have to go back and watch that, obviously. And we are. Though. But Sometime. that was, yeah, I, that was a question that I had because, like I said, he made that big point in the Book of Boba Fett about how he's a coward for having worked with the Empire. So I'm like, oh, Cad Bane. Obviously, he's not working for the Empire. He's teaming up with the Bad Batch. And I was like, oh, there's a combo I'm dying to see. Well, this is but. still the early, early days of the Empire when no one knows how bad they are also. He's, Unless it's there's a time jump. It's we basically still working with the Republic. Yeah. Which brings up, do we think, I just had the thought as I was talking about all the cameos and appearances that they didn't save for us to see mm-hmm. on TV for the first time, do we think maybe Boba Fett will be in this then? And that'll be like the big reveal that we didn't know we were getting. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. I would Man. love to see 13-year-old Boba Fett get his armor, fight Omega or something. Because he's got he's just as involved as Omega, because that's the whole plot of the show, is that she's a unreplicated do you think clone like a Boba. get shot? By Cad Bane in this, and that's how, and they'll retcon it kind of. Yes. I feels like, okay, so top level, real quick. The reason Bad Batch is ending, I saw a lot of comments like, it's not ending, it's not canceled. People, they're just, they're just, the story's finished. And not that I beg to differ, but <laughs> I think there's a combination where the story has ended, but clearly within Lucasfilm, Bad Batch, they're like, okay, Dave Filoni, you have to go do other stuff. Bad Batch is no longer the priority. We're doing movies, we're doing bigger stuff, we're doing live action. Bad Batch, no offense. We should end this, right? And so I think it is a combination where he's on to bigger and better things. I don't think it's it's not canceled, but I don't think the story. I think the story could have continued. With that being said, this feels like one last hurrah for Dave Filoni to a- be able to include anything and everything that he's wanted to do in animation. Because I don't know the next time we'll see a Filoni semi-led, Filoni created animated show. And so I feel like if we wanted to see Boba Fett get shot in his helmet by Cad Bane, this would be it. Yeah, we know Cad Bane's here. Like you said, we don't know the age when Boba Fett got his helmet, you know, damaged. There were deleted scenes from the Clone exactly, Wars that but, they could adapt for this. Exactly. I was going to say, it's not canon, technically, right? So, but, like, they, if they just redid that, mm-hmm. it's easy peasy. I mean, it's something that they obviously thought about back in the day, and I feel like perfect time to be able to bring it into this new light. Man, that is such a great call, Matthew. I didn't think about that at all, but I would absolutely love that. Because you're right, and I feel like they're mm-hmm. always trying to bring in, like, all of these ideas that Dave yeah. and George had for the Clone Wars back into canon that they didn't yeah. get to finish. I mean, like season seven of The Clone Wars, they yes. literally brought it back in kind of like a rushed, uh, I don't want to call it a rush job, but they only included three story arcs when I yes. think they had a lot more planned, including this one. Um, because, yeah, there are, I think you can look look it up on YouTube. It's not a deleted scene. I, I don't know if it's considered like previs or something, but it was like concept art. Yeah. It's, but like um, with slight motion. It's, it's an, it. animatic. an animatic. An yeah, animatic. Yeah. Um. And it's rad. It is good. <laughs> I want to see it. I would also like some Boba Fett content. I mean, just in general, but also in terms of this story being an unreplicated clone of Django that yeah. they need to continue the cloning process. It feels also, do you think man. we're going to get any more information on how Omega is a girl? No one ever seems to talk about that. But yeah, like, that was like the big cliffhanger at the end of season two. 
Well, she's that also she got a, a girl? sister too. She had a sister, yeah. yeah. So there's another. Uh, oh, another that's female right. Clown. Yeah. I forgot about that. I so know. We, prob- we probably will season then. two was great, wasn't it? There's yeah. so many things. Like, how do we forget about that? Like, because you're so focused on crosshair and stuff, you're like, my god. Season oh, two is yeah, stellar. It's, the, it's that girl with like the the the, the goggles. The goggles. Yeah, with they're cool as hell. In them. Which I would have a seizure if I wore those. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, could, I wouldn't see a single thing. Like flashing lights and stuff. My God. Why are there girl clones? What does that mean? I I'm don't know. so intrigued. I know. <laughs> Only a few months. I think that argument that you're saying, though, is so silly. Yeah. Like, it's not ending, it's just finishing or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're making a distinction without a difference. Like, yes. it's yeah, the show's exactly. ending. <laughs> yeah. And it's also like, you don't have knowledge of that. Yeah. I, me sitting here, I'm never, I mean, we can theorize all we want. Listen to the next week's episode. Listen to the week after that's episode. <laughs> but I also, I also think. We've been wrong a lot yes, lately. Yes, exactly. And so that's why the, the, a lot of the things we say are just, we're theorizing. We don't know 100%. Max is saying that this trailer is very done intentional. I don't necessarily think so, but the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, right? With most of these things. And I'm never going to be like, this show was canceled. It's like, no, it's, again, it's. Mm-hmm. it's not yeah. a def- def- unless you're in that room unless you're in that company we, we honestly being within Lucasfilm people probably don't really know it's just top level you know let me let me say this if you think I'm looking too far into it by thinking some of these quotes are metaphors that aren't really there mm-hmm. let me introduce you to the Star Wars fandom because it's all about <laughs> overanalyzing and trying to apply reason and meaning behind these things that just absolutely didn't at the time um I don't have any examples off the top of my head. Feel like that was a really good way to tee it up, but I'll think of one later. Sorry, I was to, looking at my notes and I could have helped you out, but I completely was just zoning out. Like, Max all, has got this. I'm also <laughs> blanking, but yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. It's fun to overanalyze and stuff, and that's why I, try, I tried to oh. not yuck your yum when I was saying that. That I'm glad you found this deeper meaning that I the did. I did not overanalyzing. Like when in Last Jedi trailer, when you think Yoda's on top of the 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 stack of rocks. Yes. That turns out it was just rocks. Turns out just rocks. <laughs> I remember that so clearly. Everyone was zooming in like, that's definitely Yoda. It there, has right? to be. I I'm still not convinced it isn't. He's in the movie. <laughs> uh, the Last Jedi did some uh, kind of stealth editing where they, uh, did they actually remove stuff or did they just cut stuff together that made it deceiving? There's other examples, a lot of Marvel examples. But um, I haven't mentioned Marvel in a couple of weeks. I know, we're due, right? <laughs> Um, but I, I feel like this was definitely one that was edited a little tricky, like when you were talking about the sniper rifle in the shot with yeah. Hunter. I, yeah, there's a couple parts in the trailer where I'm like, oh, this is a crop. Oh. This is cropped. Yes. I need to see the zoom. out. Do you think out. that we're just going to be like gun raised, gun raised, gun raised, and then that shot like in, 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 in its entirety? Yeah. Man, that'd be really cool. Ahsoka shows up in the extra wide angle with her lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett and Cat now, it's, now with a mutual respect between them. It's just the Civil War poster for Marvel <laughs> bringing it back. That's funny. Um, let's talk about another cameo. And uh, you guys might need to correct me if I'm wrong on this. But Cody, Commander <gasps> Cody. Talk about Asajj. Was in <laughs> uh, season two. And I don't remember where his story ended. But I think we're going to see Cody again in three. Because I'm assuming yep. that's the clone that we saw twice in the trailer. Because there's one clone uh, that says that they are coming for all of you. And I thought it was Crosshair, but it looks like it cuts to the one who sang it, and it's definitely not Crosshair. I don't think it's Cody either, but it was someone intentional. And then is that the same clone or person that had that sick armor like right after that? Yes. I was wondering the same thing. It was that all is black. Some, yes. It looked super cool. Yeah, it, it did. Might be. I didn't think about that being the same person, but there is another clone that we see later. Again, we don't know who it is. I think it's maybe Cody, who has like a giant flamethrower. Yeah, I think... Mm. 
I didn't think anything of that shot. I think the flamethrower might have been the cool part of that shot. It was the cool part of that shot, but I'm like, who's holding that? What's a, it's what's an unarmored f- clone. The flamethrower guy from season two. I can't think of his name. The There's a flamethrower guy, guy in season, season two? two? Is there not? If there is, then it's probably him. So <laughs> don't listen is to this, me. Is, oh, what the hell? Is, is there, maybe I'm mistaken. Like when? What was he doing? I can't remember. It was don't a, just say huge burning stuff. <laughs> yes, it was, wasn't a huge... Ju- I'm going to Google it. Riff, 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 riff. Oh, my God. I, I've been on. watching season two of The Bad Batch the, over the last week, too. And that's why We're, I should remember where Cody's story ended, because he was only in that one episode with uh, Crosshair. And I'm pretty sure they both come to like the same conclusion that Empire sucks, but we're stuck in it. And then Crosshair has a second solo episode with Mayday on that snowy planet with the ice vultures. And then we haven't seen Cody again since. He was on that planet with the ice vultures? Where that other clone died and then Crosshair, Crosshair killed was. the... No, Cody wasn't. Oh, Crosshair. I thought you were saying Cody. Never mind. No, okay. it was just Crosshair and Mayday. Um, yeah. Oh, man. This is such terrible timing. Well, speaking of recording these well in advance, we <laughs> just scheduled our Bad Batch Season 2 review uh, to be recorded in a couple of weeks. So, like, we all literally just started our rewatch. I know I only watched the first two episodes and now I'm like... Damn it, I wish I watched all of it already. Yeah, I fall asleep watching it today. I gotta go back and rewatch all those now. Um, Is it not? Maybe it's not a flamethrower. I feel, I feel like his name was Torches or something. It's not. It seems pretty on the nose. I, Some of them are on the nose. Yeah. Let's not act like I don't remember. Is, uh, and this 200 is, IQ. Right, the, the, the Bad Batch is definitely on the nose, but the rest are relatively random. You don't oh, see Waxer maybe, and Boyle walking around. Maybe I'm just thinking <laughs> of Mayday. I don't remember. doesn't matter. Um, all right. Well, uh, who's that clone from? If I don't remember, I'm sure you guys won't either. But from season right. one. <laughs> no, but you're correct. <laughs> we just had this conversation. <laughs> He's right. Um, <laughs> we, we all know our position. It was Hauser. Clone Captain Hauser. Uh, you remember him from season one? I think he was on Ryloth with he Hera. Has, he has that pretty blue color. He did. And he was really cool. And I hope we pretty see him again. Color. That's the only way I can describe no, it. it no, like that's accurate. It was a very pretty blue. Yeah. I know. I remember Hauser. And yes. fans, notice that when every time a ship is mentioned, no one asks me what the ship was called. <laughs> <laughs> I, keep, I keep waiting for you to talk about their ship. Their ship was the Havoc Marauder. It's called the Havoc Marauder? I thought it was just called the Marauder. Mm, <laughs> pretty sure it's the Havoc Marauder. What's that? Is the Havoc something else? Uh, I don't know. This is, I think, the first time I'm hearing the word Havoc. I wish we had a video going because Luke just had a great side <laughs> eye. <laughs> uh, For, when we start doing video, let's make sure we get a Luke a side eye cam. We'll, we'll, we'll buy a fourth camera just for my side eye <laughs> over my shoulder so that he can gym the camera every 10 minutes um there is a shot of the marauder maybe also known as the havoc marauder crashed um which i thought was a cool shot i didn't really look too far into that though because yeah. it's like another oh, ship crashed. crashes all the time yeah it's always down it's yeah. animation it's like oh unless they blow it up again they get an n1 it wasn't blown up though. It was definitely yeah. crashed, which is why I'm like, okay, well, like they survived that crash. I'm not too worried about yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's the Havoc Marauder. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so interesting. I did not know that. I thought and it was just the Marauder. That's been the ship they've been flying since their arc in the Clone Wars, right? Because I'm betting that the there's going to be a moment when, if you don't think Crosshair will come back, I think he will, <sighs> and they're going to be like, oh, we kept your armor and your gun. In your room, and it's still there for you. And he'll open the door, and it'll be there, and then he'll come you out wearing it. You don't he'll, think they would he'll... repurpose the room? I feel like that's like when a kid moves to college, the parents are like, well, free room now. That's true. And there was that uh, that episode where Omega didn't have a room, and they made her one. So, uh, Although I could also see them not repurposing it out of respect for Crosshair. So I don't know. Oh, man, that's bad. That's, man. That would be a really funny shot, though, of Crosshair, who's like the most stoic, like depressing down person, you know. 
comes in and they're like, oh, where's my stuff? And he's like, oh, well, it's in that room. And he opens it up and it's just filled with like a bunch of like stuffed animals and stuff. It's like, sorry, we had to give it to the girl. <laughs> That's the, the jacket room. <laughs> she does have a stuffed animal too. <laughs> yeah, Wrecker gives it to her, right? Yeah. Um, all right, and then that brings us to the big thing that we wanted to talk about that's killing Our Luke. force for thought. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of the episode. Uh, spoiler if you haven't seen it already, but Asajj Ventress returns. Yep. I don't believe it. We see Asajj Ventress. She is wielding a yellow lightsaber, and Luke and I have been wanting to talk about it all day because we're just trying to think about what happened in Dark Disciple. Uh, I'm pretty sure... So, spoiler alert as well for Dark Disciple, if you haven't read it. Dark Disciple is another book that's also based on unused ideas for the Clone Wars. And it incorporated a story with Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress where they were basically hired by the Jedi Council to assassinate Count Dooku. It's a really dark story, but it's really good and I highly recommend it. And it's really loved by the fans, which is why I find it hard to believe that they're going to completely... Uh, or no, I'm sorry, I take that back. They're not going to retcon it. Uh, but in the book, Asajj Ventress does die. Yeah, I went back to reread it to see if it was like implied death. Because I did mm -hmm. read it, but the book came out in 2013, so it's been a minute. And in Star Wars... Even when you're dead, you're not exactly dead. And I wanted to see, like, how dead she was. She was dead dead. She gets force lightninged by Count Dooku mm -hmm. and then very... After already sustaining very yes. severe wounds. Um, the the whole book is a, basically a love story between her and Quinlan Voss. And yeah. he, she dies in his arms and it's super sad. And he, like, feels the life go out of her. And then the her body is, like, prepared for burial in the outfit that was meaningful to him. And... Then they take her to Dathomir and bury her with the other Night Sisters, and they like put her in the some black goo that was mm -hmm. a Night Sister thing. So she is one hundred percent dead. But when I first saw the trailer, I ran upstairs and told my wife, and I was like, "Oh my god, Hannah! The Bad Batch trailer just came out, and Asajj Ventress is in it, even though she's dead now." And Hannah and said, "I am in the middle of a meeting, and all of my coworkers <laughs> just heard that." <laughs> no, Hannah said she just shrugged her shoulders and she's like, "Oh, is she a ghost?" And I was like. Well, probably, but it's so much more complicated than that. She wasn't a force ghost, though. No, I think she was definitely, she definitely looked like a physical being. But, mm -hmm. um, I mean, this is where I wanted to talk, Matt, when you were talking about Thrawn before. Yeah. I think there's definitely something going Sisters. on at Lucasfilm where they're like, hey, we got a, like, a lot of content here involving Dathomir and the Night Sisters that yeah. we can incorporate. And given that that was the last we saw Asajj Ventress being buried in her home planet of Dathomir, mm -hmm. Something again about bringing the dead back to life yep. is, is happening. Oh, I, I you know like. what? I, I bet Dave Filoni was writing Ahsoka and was like, all right. And then Thrawn comes back, takes the great mothers to Dathomir and revives all of the Night Sisters. And someone was like, oh shit. So Asajj Ventress too? And he was like, mm, no, she got revived earlier and she's not going to be part of this. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that's like his baby, right? I mean, that's another one of a Dave Filoni original creation. Yeah. The Dathomir in general, or Asajj no, Ventress? No, Asajj Ventress, because she's original to uh, yeah, the Clone as far Wars. as I know. I'm sure we'll get a cold open uh, explaining how she's alive, and then we'll be left on the cliffhanger until a couple episodes later. But yeah, I, that is something I did know, then how she gets her yellow lightsaber and stuff too, which is like a big, also a big like live action reveal too, mm -hmm. um, which is super rad. And also like her clothes are rad. She has a haircut. Like what's going on? Like I'm Yeah, so it's not mm -hmm. that they're retconning or completely ignoring Dark Disciple because Brad Rao, the mm -hmm. supervising director of The Bad Batch, talked about it on the announcement on StarWars.com that he, he's not spoiling anything, but 
they are not ignoring Dark Disciple. Do you yeah. have the direct quote? It's yeah, I have it right here. So he says, quote, We love Asajj Ventress. She's a character that we've been wanting to tell more stories about. Brad Rouse, supervising director and one of the executive producers of the series, TellStarWars.com. And he makes clear that her return will honor prior tales, including the book in which the character apparently perished. And then quotes begin again. We don't want to spoil anything, but want fans to know that any new storytelling with Ventress will align with the events of Star Wars Dark Disciple. That is very important that he said that because that completely changed my entire tone coming into this podcast episode. So she, it's not like Darth Maul where he's presumed pretty darn dead. I think she is literally absolutely dead and she's going to be brought back to life. I think so too. And I think that's going to play into everything going on right now with Thrawn. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it from the Thrawn angle, but that's so interesting. But I also can't And everything stop. with the cloning, too. It all It's all pointing to one direction. It's I, all coming together. I just can't stop thinking about the Quinlan Voss angle of it, because on the one hand, it kind of frustrates me that Quinlan Voss had such a good character arc and that the book Dark Disciple was so good. And I just can't believe we're getting more Asajj Ventress content before more Quinlan Voss content. We don't know that. Because she's the one that died. That, we, we don't well, know that. As we might of be today, getting we Quinlan got Voss. the, the Asajj content already. But, yeah, also, that's confirmed. Even, even if they come out in the Bad Batch in the same episode, I'm still saying that Asajj came first because of the trailer. But like, it, he's he's got to be part of it because Asajj, her, she, she gave up the her... Bounty hunting, well, she didn't give up her bounty hunting. She was still a bounty hunter, but her whole personal motivation was no longer the Sith or Dooku. She hated the Jedi. She was just all about Quinlan Voss, and she just wanted to be with him. And now she's going to be brought back to life, and that's got to be her first move is to go find him. She's, she can't just not, she can't just do something else. It would be like bringing Palpatine back and have him not be the Emperor. Like, have him just go back to Naboo and check out his childhood home. Like, it's... You gotta complete. You gotta continue the story if you're bringing back a character. Yeah, yeah. And they say that it will align. And again, Matt and I always talk about some throwaway lines from Kenobi, but they talk about Quinlan Voss and the fact that there had to have been so much conversation at Lucasfilm about this decision mm-hmm. to bring Asajj Ventress back. You know, Quinlan Voss's name was talked about. Maybe we don't see him, but they have to have a plan for him at this point. Yeah, I don't want to beat a dead horse. <laughs> the Quinlan Voss line in Kenobi is more of a throwaway line that was premeditated in terms of canon implications. The Obi-Wan's brother was just some character development for Obi-Wan. I'm not talking about Obi-Wan's Obi-Wan. brother. That's damn well what you were talking about, about throwaway lines. <laughs> I may have invoked the sentiment, but we're not talking about Obi-Wan's obviously alive and doing well, probably Force-sensitive brother. That's true, which you will hear more about my in my Rogue One in February. Oh, baby. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just thought that would get a bigger reaction from you. Oh. <laughs> as soon as you announce it, I'm going to be like, I have a counter rogue one on why he's not. <laughs> We're going to push that one. Though. We're going to push that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they, they have to be. Quinlan Voss's name is being thrown around. They're talking about it. Something's coming up. Maybe we yeah. do see Quinlan in this show. Maybe because there was a lot of reveals in the trailer. Maybe we didn't see everything. Maybe we did. Uh, who knows? We're not going to know, obviously, until we until we watch the series. But I think True. it's going to be amazing. I have very high hopes for it. I know. it's When they were making The Clone Wars, they pitched it and presented it as like a story about the clones. But let's be real. The best part is the Jedi. And when they did the Bad Batch, I thought even more so, like, oh, no more Jedi because I ordered 66, so this is going to be really just about clones. But all of the best episodes are still the ones with Jedi. I mean, the, it begins with Kanan. Exactly. And I feel like the, the, the creators of the Bad Batch recognize that the Jedi are the coolest part of 
Star Wars or the era or whatever, mm-hmm. what have you, and they're not going to stop including them. And if they're bringing back Asajj, I don't see why they won't bring back Quinlan, but I just still can't believe they're bringing back Asajj. That is going to be so interesting. I'm glad that you said that about the first episode involving Kanan mm-hmm. because I, I think that was a big part of why Brad Rao came out with a statement immediately upon releasing the trailer because the uh, uh, first scenes uh, where you see Kanan, then Caleb Doom with mm-hmm. his uh, master, I put the lob, Depo Balaba? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's different than how we've already seen it in comics. We actually already got mm-hmm. Order 66 from their perspective in the comics, and it was totally different. So this was kind of retcon. And at the time, a lot of people were kind of not really upset, but they pointed it out. They were like, this is definitely not the same what's happening yeah. here. And I feel like that's why Brad Rao, for this one, had to come out and be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're sticking to canon. Yeah. Don't worry. Everything you're, in Dark Disciple will be is still, is still kosher. You're saying a lot of fans, but you're talking to me. I was pretty pissed about that one because <laughs> it, the the story overall was pretty similar like it could be you could look at it as an adaptation like the episode with ahsoka in tales of the jedi and the ahsoka book it's like it could be the same if you squint but depa balaba's lightsaber <laughs> was green in the comics and blue in the bad batch and that's what pissed me off because that's not mm-hmm. that's that's a deliberate choice that's yeah. just saying like hey you read this comic i hate you for reading it so change everything about it that that's what made me mad i don't think and they didn't do that with asajj ventress it seems like they are keeping her in line with the the book i'm very we'll see. yeah we'll see i'm very excited um those were all my notes do you guys have anything else yes, that we didn't talk episode about episode titles yes do we, do we get episode titles yes maybe mm-hmm. oh my god <laughs> so i was wondering if we talk about it because you sent us yep. the episode dates yes. but that didn't have the title did yeah i saw that text, but i didn't see that do you want to go through them i'll go through them yeah okay yeah i won't look it up i'll, I'll, I'll experience it here okay. for the first time so we can the talk last, a, the last could, one's gonna take your breath away it, it will take your breath away <laughs> um with that being said, I think we can also theorize a little bit if we wanted to, whether it's now, whether it's later, about what's going to happen. And I assume a lot of these are pretty poignant, I guess. So episode one is Confined. Episode two, Paths Unknown. Episode three, Shadows of Tantis. Episode four, A Different Approach. Episode- I got I to stop you. I got. There's already so much yeah. to unpack. So the first episode <laughs> is confined. confined so I, I think it's going to be a bottle episode. With, yeah, it's going to be a Cross Arrow Mega episode. Yes. Yeah, they're going to be talking about that. I want to know. Super excited for. Yes, same. And they're releasing three episodes the first day. So Something similar to how we talked about before. Think about that. What were the first three episodes? Confined, Paths Unknown, and the Shadows of Tantis. Shadows of Tantis. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's got to be like. I think it's going to be like one story arc. I think. Right. Yep. It may, I think it makes sense. It's going to leave you on a cliffhanger. And be like, mm, is it going to? Paths unknown. Like I assume it's not going to just be again. First episode sounds like Omega and Crosshair. Then mm-hmm. we're probably going to go into the Bad Batch and then the Shadows of Tantus. I don't know. Is it going to be where they kind of come together and shadows, they start to break them out? And shadows of Tantus. Are we going to get see a little bit of Asajj then? Tantus is where Omega and Crosshair is. That's the the yeah. location. Mm-hmm. The, is it a planet or is it a city? It's a mountain, Mount Tantus in Legends, and I'm pretty sure in in canon mm. because it was in the the original the first Thrawn trilogy. That's where they did the cloning was yeah. on Mount Tantus. I did not realize that, that that's consistent with the, the Thrawn pl- trilogy. The planet is Wayland, actually, which is also the planet in Star Wars Legacy that they started the Asus project on that I went rogue about oh. uh, last month or the month before. Fun. So, a lot, lot of history with this planet and mountain. Right. So, it's Mount Tantus on the yeah. planet Wayland, right. and that's what they're talking about in the episode I, title. Uh, I pulled up the, the just the dates of the schedule, because I wanted yes. to follow along as you were saying this. Okay, so the next episode, uh, fourth episode, what's that one? A Different Approach. Ooh. That's episode okay. four in February 28th. Then, we get episode five, The Return. 
Who does we? Who's returning? Ooh, that might be Asajj. Maybe Tech. Maybe it could, it could be. Anyone. It's going to be Asajj. Crosshair I think joins the gang again. Crosshair, oh, there's so Omega, Cadbane. Well, I don't think it's going to be Crosshair Cody. joins the gang. Spoiler, because I think in a couple episodes we'll get a clear vision of uh, when they're going to join. Six and seven are released together. What are those? Uh, speaking of six, infiltration <laughs> and seven is extraction. I ass- we can Ooh, all assume in, that's, in and out week. <laughs> that's all we can assume. That's Omega and Crosshair. So who's the re- so a return speaking, will be us out. Speaking of in and out, yeah, yeah. are we gonna are we gonna get some food for these? For oh the God! Don't, don't even tell me with in and, and out. out. I, I know. know. God damn it! <laughs> Maybe our listeners on the West Coast, <laughs> they could get it. Hey, listeners on the West Coast, please send us. I miss it dearly. Double double animal style. Yes. Ooh, with some chopped chili peppers if you can. Make it a little spicy. Um. Anyway, episode eight, bad territory. Episode nine, the Harbinger. Harbinger. Harbinger, thank you. And then episodes 10 and 11 are together, apparently. 10 and 11 are together, which is Identity Crisis and Point of No Return. Oh, that's got to be Crosshair. That's Crosshair coming back, right? I don't know, man. It could I be think... the clones also, finally yeah. abandoning the Empire. It could I be think... the clone revolution. I think... Oh, yeah, I meant to say that earlier, because in that line where he says that clone that we don't know who it is, maybe Cody, he says they're coming for all of us. Who's he talking to? Yeah, I think there's going to be a clone uprising. That, that might be Makes where sense. it is. And also... Realistically, extraction. I think that's when Crosshair is going to die. Even if he's with them for a minute, I think he'll die there. And to get Omega out. To, even if he go, that's even, so even if he reunites like him halfway through the season. Exactly, it's going to be like Kanan when he dies in episode twelve out of like fifteen or seventeen. Yeah, or no, he dies in ten. I think. Right. I don't know the episode number. It's like man, in my head, but it, that that would be similar to that, and it yeah. would be just as emotionally yes. effective. Because then it's like the. That arc is done, and then the clone uprising is the second half of the season. It was the same episode, but also Tech's death happened very early in the episode. I remember yeah. he died, and then there was like 10 more minutes worth of episode. Yeah. I don't know. That's that was the rough. same, but... Um, anyway, episode 12, the Juggernaut. Just Juggernaut. There's no the. Drop it, like the Facebook. Um, episode 13, Into the Breach. Episode 14, Flash Strike. And episode 15, The Calvary Has Arrived. Oh, it's a good one. The cavalry has arrived. That was it's the first thing one. we heard the Bad Batch say in the yes, trailer for Clone says, Wars right? Season 7. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And what then, does that mean? Is that the Clone Uprising? We also but get... how's a Clone Uprising going to end? It's obviously not going to end on a good note. They're not going to win. Yeah, it's an L for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we also get this teaser poster, which is the final season of the Bad Batch. It's got Hunter's worn, battle-worn helmet on it. It's interesting. Poster. They have not released the other helmets to me. Um, which being released. Well, they only released this one poster, and it's usually they can release a, release a batch. Like, oh, here's Wrecker's helmet, Battle Warren. Here's Echoes. It's just very odd that this released one. It's not like usually it's a group set, so it's like, well, I can imagine what like Wrecker's helmet's going to look like. Maybe it'll be a more. Same way, uh, you know? I guess it probably will be a more Hunter centric season because we talked about in our review that Hunter was most of our favorite clones, or at least top two in season one, and then in season two he was most of our least favorite or yep. bottom two. So he's due for another another glow big up. season. Yeah, yeah, glow up. He's going to glow up. Yeah, and with Tech gone, who I feel like was pretty close to, uh, pretty high up on all of our lists. Yep. Number uh, one, baby. A lot, of, a lot of shoes to fill now. It is. And I also think, um, like Luke, you were talking about the Jedi being the best part of Clone Wars, and it's obviously very true. Um, it's it's just funny. It's like, I think the Bad Batch works so well because everybody is very specifically identified as somebody where I think... 
the clones in general, the whole point of them is it's not supposed to be. So the show does a really good job of being like distinguishing them, but it, it's a very hard task, obviously, because most of them are just the same people, mm-hmm. basically. I mean, obviously, they look the same. They're not the same people personality-wise, but, man, do I love the Bad Batch being able to break them out into that. The Bad Batch themselves, obviously, D. Bradley Baker does the voice different for yeah. those characters. But every time a new clone is introduced, I try to listen for what he's doing different. Because I know I've like heard him talk that he tries to do something different for every clone. And that's a fun side mission while you're watching Clone Wars. It's even a more of a fun thing if he just says that and doesn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> he's credited in no, that. I'm the English lit teacher. <laughs> uh, I remember the first time I saw uh, where he was credited just as the voice of the Bad Batch. Yes. It, yeah, it took me a second. I was like, wow. Yeah, it really is just one guy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Doing all those different voices. That's crazy. You think he gets paid five times as much? I was just going to say. I don't know. Probably just does it at home now. Hmm. Interesting. Um, okay, wow. I'm so glad that I knew those episode titles. I did not see that earlier. Yes. This was super exciting for me. Is there anything else uh, Anything else that we're missing that either of you two want to talk about? No. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, and I think ulti- and then the last episode will premiere... Right as my son is born, right around the time. So that's going to be really interesting, getting all those texts and being like, oh my god. It'll be probably a couple days. Everyone's texting so you congratulations, and you're just watching the Bad Batch in the hospital room, swiping a notification away. I know, text alive, text alive. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go on airplane mode, get on Wi-Fi. Oh man, if tech does live, Do though, disturb. and our son is born that week, I mean, it has to be the middle name. <laughs> that's a good name, tech. <laughs> Could is, be worse. That's pretty good. Um... It's okay. not going to happen. <laughs> Way too early bold predictions. What do, you, what do you guys think? I think the first three episodes is going to be uh, the the, uh, the Ahsoka. Omega and Crosshair bottle episode, then the Bad Batch bottle episode, then the third one will be them intermixed. Um, I think Gregor, we're going to get the Rex and Gregor and Wolf exile, whatever, retirement, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it on that planet with the big uh, bug things that we saw in Rebels. Mm. I think we'll get that. Um, I think Omega will live. I think Hunter will live. I think Crosshair is definitely dead. I think I think Echo will live too. I think Echo's the only one Why that's going to live. Why wouldn't we have seen Echo in Rebels though? Because I'm doing something mm. else. I don't know. He Bold. already joined with Rex at the end of season two in Bad Batch. Bold prediction. They, jo- they joined with Rex to do the like the clone uprising and to help clones. And that is well and done by the time of Rebels. That's not mm. what Rex is doing anymore. Maybe Rex leaves Echo and Echo keeps fighting the fight. That's and Rex right. goes and retires. That's kind of lame though. I, I think Rex not. would die. No. Rex doesn't die. Nope. He does not die. As he said that. Um my bold prediction, I think that they're... Originally, I thought they were all just going to die, but the way the trailer sets it up, obviously with this uprising and also just like getting Omega, and it, it feels like it's going in a bit of a different direction than I originally thought. I think bigger picture, I think, um, we'll get... I think we'll end up seeing Omega in live action, and I think we'll end up getting... They're going to set that stuff up, especially with Asajj Ventress, especially with uh, Quillen Voss. I think, like you said, those names will be kicked around, so they're clearly setting something up for something different. Whether it's a new animated show that will involve this, or whether it's going to be put in live action, I can see some of these characters transferring over. Just like, you know, Bad Batch started in Clone Wars, and then we kind of had, uh, you know, once again, it's like Frasier and Cheers, and then going Frasier to <laughs> solo is a spin-off show. So it's like, I mean, as that, uh, you know what? That's not as funny, because I make that, I make a very elaborate, <laughs> I think, thing about oh, Frasier in like next week. <laughs> but this is the setup, uh, maybe in two weeks from now. 
Maybe in three. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> depends how many more emergency episodes we have. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, um, if the Acolyte trailer drops tomorrow, this week's gonna be stacked. Uh, oh oh my gosh! Yeah, we I can't do. do that many emergency episodes. I don't. I can't look outside that often to see the smoke. Um, and so yeah, I, I think ultimately they're gonna have a, a bit of a phase where it's like even if you know Echo, Echo and Omega can go fight the fight, and I think um, we'll see Omega eventually in live action, and this will be setting up those characters for live action debut, or it'll set them up for um, another animated show. I don't want to troll you, Max, but I think we're not that far off from a Knights of the Hidden Path animated series. I was just about to bring it back uh, up, I could and see now it. we can add Asajj Ventress to that list. Yeah, yep, exactly. Would fit, she would fit right in. It makes it would be rad. And we're due for another animated series. I. Mm-hmm. I would rather it be in the sequel era or maybe even the original trilogy era. I'm surprised we haven't gotten an animated series in the original. That surprises me because you said everything is in that era. Everything is in that era. And how? What do you consider to be the original trilogy era post A New Hope? With Luke and Han somehow and Leia. But that's what I was just about to say because now we're basically in the original trilogy era and we just what we just took the long way there all the way through the end of the Clone Wars. And so the next show, mm-hmm. if it does pick up after the Bad Batch, will be in essentially the original trilogy era of the you reign wanna, of the Empire. You don't want to see like Han, Luke, and Leia though, right? You want to see that era but different characters. Or do would you want to see them? I would want to see them. I, I wouldn't anymore because now the comics have scratched that itch so thoroughly. Sure. But I'm just surprised we didn't. And like people always say like, oh, but you can't, you'd have to recast even as just voice, but they did that with the Clone Wars with all the prequel trilogy the, characters and it wasn't a problem. Did you guys see the Indiana Jones uh, trailer for the new game? Mm-mm. Something Circle? Can't remember what it's called. Um, oh my God, I can't think of his name. The guy who did Uncharted and stuff. Um, the, the, Mark Wahlberg. The, no, the, Nathan uh, Drake? Yeah, the guy who plays Nathan Drake. Todd Tom Holland. Damn it. Uh, no, uh, I just watched Uncharted last week. It's fun, but it does not feel like Uncharted to me. Um, I can't think of his name. Troy Baker? That sounds correct, maybe? It's not. I'm um, not going to get it. The guy, say big it voice actor guy, he is doing the voice of Indiana Jones, and he sounds just like Harrison Ford. Yeah. I mean, there could be some AI modulator there going on, but he sounds really good, so they could absolutely do that if they wanted to. Um, I... I don't want them to move on from this era because the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch have been so good, but I feel like every time they announce it, I'm a little bit surprised. Like, I don't really remember in 2008 when they announced the Clone Wars movie, but everyone was like, oh, that makes sense. And they're like, oh, and then we're making it a TV show. And it was like, oh, all right. And then it just kept going for six seasons. And then they were like, all right, we're bringing back the Clone Wars season seven. And everyone was like, oh, okay, good. And then they're like, all right, now we're doing it again. We're bringing in the Bad Batch and that's going to go for three seasons. And it's, I have... Similar to what I just said about the comics and the original trilogy, this itch has been thoroughly scratched. Let's explore something new with the next animated series. I feel like you were underplaying the reaction to Clone Wars Season 7, though. I I mean, I loved it. There was hype for that. There was. And they did Rebels and Resistance in between then. But no one liked Resistance, and Rebels was relatively short. And I guess now it's continuing in live action, so it's True. still going. But it's also Troy Baker, and he did not do Uncharted. I don't know what I'm thinking. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, our producer is waving us on, so we're going to move on to our force for thought. Does anyone have any force for thought for today? I do have force for thought. Um, stop me if I've done this before, because I have talked about this on my blog back when I was just the Kit Fisto Manifesto before we had a podcast. But the Boon to Eve classic. The se- well, no, we did the joke with Boon to Eve. Young Annie wins the, the Boon to Eve classic, and that is just ridiculous. He is a nine-year-old local boy. I mean, this is, they are professional pod racers, and they're announcing them all, and it's a big fanfare, and then Foden and Beat are just like, and Young Annie, a local boy. That is like if 
an Amish guy rolled up to the Kentucky Derby with a donkey and won. You know what it's like? It is it's, unbelievable. It's like if you took uh, a video game player from Gran Turismo and put him in real life. <laughs> we, but that actually happened, so fuck us, I guess. I don't know. What a <laughs> shitty movie also. I didn't see that movie. You're telling me that Anakin should have placed behind Dud Bolt? <laughs> he should have placed <laughs> behind any of them. He built his pod in his garage with slave wage scraps. That is true. It is beyond man he built be, his pod you, in a cave when you say it like that like what an under underdog story though it is an underdog story just imagine the turmoil in the gambling circles around <laughs> moss espa that week no one bet on him there's gonna be riots they're gonna eat the rich that day yeah. no wonder why they took his mom just like I, I know that's what i was thinking yeah. waddle probably sold her because she was making everyone mad at him she was Literally. like oh he she's the mom of the kid that lost me all my I bet my mortgage on that that Anakin would at least lose that race. Also, I always think about that. They just leave the mom in slavery. Like if I was, if you're, I know it's like against their code, presumably, but it's like, yeah, I'd, I'd steal her away. Like what a weird thing to be like. They have a they have a tracking beacon in them actually, and if you um, leave, then they blow you up. Boom. <laughs> the mom? No way. That is way too dark. Did you just make that up? No, that's a line from Phantom Menace. What are you guys talking about? That's exactly how it works. The slaves? Yeah, Anakin, wow. when they're eating dinner, Anakin oh. says that he's been working on a way to find his. And then Padme says, I can't believe that slavery... Have you guys seen this uh, movie? Can you imagine... Hang on. I feel like it's a bizarro world. Can you imagine if that's how Return of the Jedi ended? He just randomly blows up and you had to wait until Phantom Menace <laughs> to find out why. <laughs> Some 200-year-old person still bitter about losing that one bet because yep. they put all their money on Dud Bolt is like, no, fuck this it's guy. It's Watto's deathbed. Can we also announce what we're going to do in May now? This is a perfect lead-in. Which yeah, we'll I was figure just going to say, yeah. you guys clearly need to watch uh, The Phantom Menace again. We should have a whole month dedicated to it. Which we're doing this May for the 25th anniversary of Phantom Menace. Yeah, if you're going to take a few months off, don't take off May because it's all about The Phantom Menace. Yes, So get and that's, you know... Give us a Phantom Menace some some uh some props and we're gonna find out we're gonna dig deep into a lot of this stuff and we'll have some fun stuff coming up from that. Yeah, and and forget about my force plot from today because I'm gonna bring it up again in May when you guys have actually seen the movie because that, okay. that is a very fun force. Plot. Yeah, you know I do have a couple obvious things to point out. One, Anakin is force sensitive, but there's also a big theory that Qui Gon was also manipulating the game by using the force as well. Nah, he's too straight and narrow. Classics. Qui Gon. <laughs> Classic Professor Quirrell. In uh, Harry Potter during the Quidditch game. Yeah, yeah, exactly like that, basically. No, that'd be illegal. Qui-Gon would never. All right. Well, let us know uh, what you think. Let us know what you're excited for about the Bad Batch. Let us know what some of your predictions are. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Force for Thought across just about everything. And you can uh, email us. Shoot us an email with some thoughts as well at forceforthought at gmail.com. And let us know what you think. It makes our day. I don't want to pressure you about the emails, but we do have a segment now about once a month called uh, Fan Comments. And we record Thursday and we don't have any yet. So, well, <laughs> hit us up. <laughs> I think we have a couple. We just got one tonight, yeah. No, uh, no, we got a lot of emails. A lot of people. <laughs> oh, yeah. High demand. A lot of people are tuning in. <laughs> our, our, our producer must be shielding them from me. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Sammy.